Welcome to this segment of Be Simply. Our indie creator that we have here today is Sheila. She is the founder of Sweet Threads here in Southern California. It is a physical store, but also a virtual store of amazing young children clothing and toys. So today we're going to dive in from her store and connect to her wisdom and her vision. Without further ado, let's dive in with Sheila. Sweet Threads, the most amazing store around because it makes you want to be five again or a baby. <laughs> and you've been so great with the community and opening up your store for storytelling and young artists and all of that. Um, you clearly, and we'll be putting some photos in, have a knack for, not an act, a knack, a craft and a mastery for design and um, creating a beautiful environment that's engaging. So. Share with the listeners how you got inspired to be a, an entrepreneur and then with the focus of children, of young children, clothing and toys and all of that. Well, I was in the fashion industry at the time, and it was also during a time where mobile boutiques were becoming popular. So I think because I was starting to become unhappy at or in the fashion industry, um, I started brainstorming ideas on how I can get out. <laughs> and um, I had a friend at the time, and we both were kind of on the same path. Um, she had a kid. I didn't yet. Um, so I had a love for vintage, and sh she was interested in um, getting into kids' clothing. So... I don't know my I when I was researching I just felt that if I was going to get into something it needed to be something that not everyone is doing. Mm -hmm. So I always said like when people are going right go left. Yeah. We also compromised and um so that we could both do what we were interested in and we came up with kids vintage. Mm -hmm. It was also, you know, I, I when researching I noticed that it was starting to become popular but not quite there yet yeah so that's kind of how it got born all right beautiful well definitely there's a throwback here mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so some of you parents and grandparents might come in here and feel um, the memories of your own childhood yeah so that's beautiful for you in fashion uh what has always been your like grown-up genre that you've really enjoyed within the fashion world what is it about the fashion world that I like? Yeah, that you liked or what was... Because now there's so many styles. Like, people I feel can totally express themselves. It's not so much like all the major fashion lines put out a style and everyone has to conform. Especially even with um, people doing thrifting and stuff yeah. like that. So for you, what was your initial passion when you engaged with fashion? I think... Um... As a kid, I used to, this might be a little embarrassing, but I used to pretend like I was a model and mm. doing these photo shoots. I, I, I think it's just self-expression mm. um, and kind of communicating that to the world um, and just creating. I loved creating, mm. whether it was like decorating my room or putting fabrications together. Um, I just loved playing around with different medias and colors and I don't know I, I 
just that was the way my brain worked. That's beautiful. So, well, you know, everything in here, you, you move your merchandise around, I've noticed, and getting to know you, which is nice. Yeah. And um, you're constantly creating. So do you move your furniture around at home a lot? Um, at home, sometimes. You know, I feel, I feel like people assume that because my store is, you know, beautiful and crafted or curated, they think my home is. I mean, it is to a certain extent, but because I spend so much time here, <laughs> you're like, I'm done. Gets left <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. I think for many trades. Mm-hmm. Um, and so embarking in this, you with the you started pop up, right? Yes, I did. I actually first started um, selling on Etsy because mm-hmm. um, it was like a low risk thing to do while still working and then we decided to do um flea markets okay that's where I first popped up at the Rose Bowl flea market and I did do a pop-up down in the East Village in Long Beach okay beautiful and then that led you to stores and so um share with the listeners like especially from an entrepreneur standpoint uh when you're going into business maybe the things you learned along the way that you wouldn't have known without having your own business. Mm, there are so many. I started off with a partner, um, but I soon realized that I like to work um, on my own. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I, I realized what type of worker I am. I'm very particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the years, I've I'm learning to kind of let go, you know, and um, let it happen the way it should, or uh, also, uh, you know, just have faith that things are going to work out. I also learned a lot about myself. I think through having the business, I I became, at at one point, not too long ago, I became angry and Mm -hmm. I realized that anger was because I was mad at myself. Oh, yeah. So, that's uh, a good realization. Yeah. So it was like, you know, and it led me to a leadership course. I think I mentioned to you. um, And through, through that course there, it was like eye opening that I was responsible for everything in my life. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's me. <laughs> like, it's that me. Yeah, I was going to say. It really was. And I was like, oh my God, I've got, I've got to make some changes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, even after having that awareness, uh, it's not like a smooth, straight line. And yeah. I still have my highs and my lows. Yeah. And, but even though I have my lows, even though it feels like, I'm not going to get out of it. I have that little voice in my head to push through. So yeah. I think that's one of the most beautiful things that I've gotten out of having a business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of shifting, especially in small business, which I feel like a lot of people don't understand or appreciate sometimes. Or even people that work at companies, they don't understand all that goes into having a business so yeah you have your MBA now because you learned to run a company <laughs> I was told start a company and you will get an MBA by practical experience so um so for you um how I was having this discussion with another local here we're in Belmont Shore in Long Beach California um 
the merchant, she was saying, you know, a lot of the small, small to medium businesses, and I think globally this is happening, have been impacted. We've had a brouhaha, I call it, here on planet Earth. And um, how can you encourage people to like really support lo local businesses versus sometimes supporting the businesses that have no phone and no person to interact with? Uh, what would you say is like the ripple effect of that versus, like I said, just going into a virtual space or a big box space where you're, again, it's a different experience. Um, I think, so, I, I never, so right now it, it is a very tough time for a lot of us small businesses. And I thought about, you know, maybe expressing that to my audience, but I also don't like um, putting myself out there like that, I guess, yeah. because it is vulnerable yeah. and it's not positive, um, <clears throat> but it is the reality. But um, I think if I'm going to ask anyone to consider supporting the small businesses, along with the big businesses, yeah. um, you know, just to think about uh, to think about the little ones first. Uh, you know, I think we as small businesses really put our passion and our love into what we are creating here. Um, I I love creating an experience for my customers. I want them to come in and just be wowed yeah. and. <laughs> You know, well, I want them to be able to spend time here. I want it to be like Disneyland, you know? Yeah, it Just is. <laughs> a happy place to yeah. look at things, um, get inspiration. Um, I also want to be able to solve people's um, or customers' problems with the kids' industry. Um, I'd love to be the leader in um, children's clothing and fashion. Um, so just knowing that even though we don't have a huge team behind us, we're working really hard to keep up with the big box stores. But also I think there's a human behind it. Not that there isn't a human behind the big box stores, yeah. but um, at least for myself, I will go above and beyond to really make my customers happy. Yeah, you care. Yeah, I care. Yeah, and to your point, big, there's, you know, a place. It doesn't have to be one or the other, um, but it can be an and or, like, you mm -hmm. know, supporting both. Um, and as I always tell my kids about friends, is quality versus quantity sometimes. So yes. um, if I feel like that's part of where we're transitioning back as the humanity is finding you know, the one-on-one, the, -on -one, the creative inspiration. I mean, this is so exciting. <laughs> I couldn't have this experience online yeah. or at a big box store. It's just, they're two different business models. Um, and I would say the ripple, from my perspective, the ripple effect is that I do get to know you. I feel like, oh, I'm supporting you, which feels, it's not that I don't mind supporting bigger companies, but it feels just much more personable to, to do that and then all the people that you purchase and supply from you know that's part of the ripple in my mind so. yeah actually that is a good point I have thought about that is 
I had a conversation with my husband um, one time, and I, I said, not in like a like conceited way or, or anything, but I told him, I was like, we, we know a lot of people in the community. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's another beautiful thing about having the business is I, I'm an introvert by nature. Um, so me having this store allows me to be connected with mm -hmm. the community. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think if I didn't have the community, I mean the, the store, I, I probably wouldn't put myself out there yeah. as much, but I've made a lot of really good friends. Some of my best friends are from having mm -hmm. the store. So, I mean, I couldn't ask for more. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, I appreciate you being here, even yeah. though, although I do have a cousin about to have a baby, sloppy <laughs> falls, so like, get a good baby yeah. gift, yeah, so, um, yeah, and I, I'll tell my kids, I'm like, oh, I want a gift from here for the holiday, yeah. <laughs> just brings back your childness, uh, childhood, and the fun, and the wonderment, and stuff. Um, if you can share how the kids respond to your store that you've noticed, like, what the wonderment, or what they might express to you. Yeah. Um, we know, we always notice when uh, families are walking by the front of the store, like they might be going to the restaurant or yogurt land. Uh, the kids will always stop. The kids will always stop and ask their parents, you know, to come in. So, you know, that makes me feel good. And actually, um, maybe a couple weeks ago, my son, um, you know, I actually, had asked him uh, what he would think if I closed it because it's it's this year has been hard. Yes, <clears throat> with uh, having a fairly new team and just everything that's happening in the world. Yeah, um, and the economy. Uh, I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm I am tired. Yeah, I've been doing this for ten years. So. Yeah. But what he told me um, gave me a little bit of a boost. But he didn't want me to close it. And he says, but everybody loves your store. I was like, why do you say that? And then he said, because when people walk by, they're like, oh, that's so cute. And he notices it. And yeah. in a way, I don't want to show him that. I'm giving up, Yeah, but I don't know. I'm kind of in this yeah. transition right now where, um, you know, I got to think about everything. Absolutely. Sides, yeah. Yeah. Well, and at, to your point, you know, we were talking about this a little earlier. I think most of humanity is worn out. You know, everyone kind of went into 2023 with a full charge and a momentum and, yes. um, you know, they're like, okay, we can do it. We've been through this. And, you know, I think that will happen again as we go into this next annual cycle. Um, yet it's, you know, tiring. And But the cool thing about business, and you're so gifted, is that it can continue to transform mm -hmm. and continue to lead you into specific areas. I mean, I had a marketing and branding company, and we started out actually with a kid's product. And I would like go to all the stores and try to get our uh, greeting card line in and a sticker Aww. thing. And um, I was like, oh, this is going to be a I, We have to sell a lot of units to like, start to make it. And then that a, a corporation saw our product and wanted us to reinvent it for their 
employees oh. for like a move-in treat or something. Um, so you never know where things go. Yeah. And I think you made a very beautiful statement that you wanted to be a leader in children's fashion. Mm. So um, wherever Sweet Threads transforms into, um, I selfishly hope that you stay here like your son. <laughs> um, but I think that you've built something really beautiful and it will continue to grow. Thank you. So now the thing I want to also ask you is, uh, we have a, well, I have an affinity for your roots, your ethnic roots, which is the Philippines. <laughs> can you share with the listeners a little bit about the culture? And I guess this can be not politically correct to do, but I do it because I love to travel and I have an affinity for humanity at large. So I love to, you know, understand and be a part of different cultures. Can you share a little bit about the roots and the principles of what you feel uh, the Filipino community represents and how um, it's nourished you growing up in this culture. <laughs> well, okay. Um, you know, I, I'm a Filipino-American. Um, and I'll be quite honest, uh, I do feel like sometimes I get a little bit insecure. Mm -hmm about my roots because I'm not as I'm not as close to it as some people are I, I you know I don't speak my language but um, I, I do feel some of the roots are family um, generally in the Philippines especially they're just happy people yeah they're very happy people. They joke around. My dad's a joke, a jokester, and I think he's passed that down to my son. Mm. But generally, we're just happy people. Um, I do one thing that I do know is that we will feed you. Yeah. Um, you cannot go home without what we call baon, um, like take home food. Um, but we have immense pride, even though I'm not so close to my culture um i still have a lot of pride and i i brought in a section of um filipino books and clothing because i i want to find a way to stay connected to my roots um and it, you know what better way for me to learn some yeah. of my language just to yeah. open up a book while i'm at work yeah you know his, his book and yeah fashion yeah very service oriented Mm -hmm. Happy and service. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite, I mean, everyone treats you with like, hello, mom. And they like have this really sincere, like they really, really want to help you or, you know, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's so funny. I, I always want to fit in the times I've been in the Philippines. So I, you know, cause there are a lot of Phil, Philams. So there's, you can blend in, like, potentially. Like, you could have some Filipino in you. So I'm always like, they're like, are you part Filipino? I'm like, I secretly want to be able to say yes. But I'm like, it's not okay to do that. So I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, a beautiful, you know, and the food's amazing. And there's so many influences from, uh, I, I feel like it shows so much about how islands end up, you know, being a migration pattern from different parts of the world and then they influence culture or um, food maybe the culture too but and 
all the different elements that create a meal um, and family. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, really happy, very happy. Yeah. So if you get a chance, go to the Philippines <laughs> and experience it. Or they're the largest community that, global community that you can go almost, I think, any country in the world and find a Filipino community. So yeah, that's hardworking. Yeah, very hardworking. Yeah. That is one thing um, I think I um, received from my parents is, especially my mom, I saw her, I used to see her uh, sleep on the couch. Well, I don't know if she was sleeping, but she was laying down and she would have a tape recorder from her school mm. uh, or her class. And she was working and taking care of three kids while my dad was on the ship he was in the navy and yeah. i saw how hard she worked um and i think i think that just stayed with me yeah yeah it touched it my trips there came at the perfect time because i was going through a transition in my own life and i was so inspired by the joy and then how the families live this is true in hawaii too they'll live like a lot of people in one home and it's kind of like everyone sleeps, like a sleeping porch, if you've been in a sorority or fraternity. <laughs> but it's like everyone sleeps and then they roll up the bedrolls and they, oh. um, you know, get up and go, go on with their day. Very resourceful. And I would say, you use the word pride, uh -huh. but I would say pride in the sense of to take care of their family. Like they'll do whatever it takes. So sometimes the grandmas are, and grandpas are raising the children and the parents are overseas uh, earning an income. So mm -hmm. yeah, really inspiring to me that, you know, there's that work, work ethic. It's not as prevalent here in North America, not to say people aren't working hard. <laughs> it's a different. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of sacrifices. Yep. Yeah. So, but still the joy. Family. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So if you had a blank canvas right now, yeah. um, what's the first thing you would put on it for your business house. <laughs> if I had a blank canvas right now, what would I put on it for my business house? My yes, business. Your house? business. Yeah. This is not specifically for my business, but it affects my business. But just to lift up all the heaviness mm. in the world. Okay. You know. Um, yeah, that's nice. So levity, joy. Yeah. Um, and because I feel like whatever's happening right now affects, you know, the customer behavior. Absolutely. So I feel even though I'm working really hard to market my business and um, uh, bring awareness that we're here, I still feel like people are hesitant or more conscious yeah. about you know where they're spending money um, or supporting right now. I don't think they realize. Yeah, honestly, I don't think they realize that uh, because maybe they're being a little bit more self-conscious, or not self-conscious, but conscious about what they're spending their money on that some of their favorite stores might yeah have to go absolutely and i think this is important something i observed through the whole brouhaha 
is that that's natural instinct. Like, oh, if something seems like it's going to, like, disappear or be taken away, people start to, in a sense, tighten their economy. We saw that with toilet paper at the beginning. People, the power suggestion, that's an economics <laughs> trip, trick 101. So never fall for it again. Um, so, and it's really, this whole moment kind of impresses upon more of a scarcity from future forecasting versus being present and saying, hey, how do I take care of my community? And to, speaking of the Filipino community, that's why I was so inspired that they're like, we're going to do whatever it takes to take care. We'll go work someplace else, send money home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a great uh, way to operate in life is that if people can think about like, oh, what is, how do I support my local community? Because it's like, the store and then it's their vendors and it's your cities, your community's mm-hmm. sales tax, which goes back into the community too. Um, so there's all these ripples that are really powerful, but sometimes we get scared or redirect or hold. So I'm encouraging all the listeners to get out your local communities and go support those local businesses because they really take much greater risks than you would know. Um, even greater risk than large corporations because they get sometimes a lot of um, funding from places you would least suspect. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and what would you say to parents about, um, not to make you give parenting tips, but how would you encourage parents to enrich their children's lives in this moment um, through play, toys, even clothing, you know, being able to dress up and play parts? (laughs) Um, The way that, at least how I like to enrich um, my child's um, upbringing is really uh, listening to him, letting him have a voice. I do feel like that um, whatever I didn't get to experience, I want him to experience. Mm -hmm. So... I really nurtured his interest, um, and, uh, you know, we weren't really, like, growing up, we weren't really given a choice how to feel. Like, I used to, you know, hear, stop crying, or yeah. don't do that, or why are you, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I catch myself doing, I, I, I do catch myself doing that because it's yeah. so ingrained in me. Yeah. But I, you know, have to take a step back. But um, and I have to remember he he has a voice of his own. Yeah. So and it's also I I think also being able to um, apologize when you should apologize um, if you've done you know maybe something that was hurtful, um, even though you thought it was the right thing to do as a parent. Um, uh, so I just. I definitely feel like I'm healing my inner child through him. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Ancestral. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, letting him explore his interests and nurturing that, um, letting him have a voice. Um, and I think through my job, through my business, he sees he sees what we do here and he is starting to mimic Mm. You know, he like goes around and tries some merchandise. Oh, that's beautiful. So when I see that, I just 
you know, I just let him do it. And yeah, I feel like that's um, a way of him exploring. Absolutely. So, yeah. And that was like one of the most like fundamental play. I think in my childhood, we would like collect things to like make a store, you know, Yeah. sometimes you wouldn't have those things. So, yeah. So you're activating his imagination too. So Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you being here and being so open and candid. And um, I really encourage if you can. And do you have an online store too? I do. Um, it, it's www.shopsweetthreads.com. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So any of you that are someplace else, you can shop online and still support a local business, which is greatly appreciated um, to check out. And then if you're in the SoCal area, drive on through uh, Belmont Shore, Belmont Heights. Long Beach in general has a lot of amazing little pockets that you can experience a lot of things very um, kind of European-esque, you know, or, you know, that you don't get in other places. So, Yeah, where Long Beach is a big city that um, supports small businesses. And yeah. I think because we don't necessarily have a mall, yeah. you know, that's kind of opened up. Yeah. Almost to a point where they get mad. I remember years back, there was a juice store around here, and they were from Los Feliz. And when it opened, people are like, are you, are you a chain? And the woman's like, why did they ask that? I'm like, oh, people don't like chain places in Long Beach. Yeah. They want local owners and all that stuff. So if you want that vibe, come here. Mm-hmm. Big foodie community, a lot of beautiful you know, entrepreneurs like yourself, creators that have a lot to offer. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Once again, I want to thank Sheila from Sweet Threads for being here today. I want to thank you all for listening in. Has inspired. Check out the link below. Support local businesses online, in person, and uh, keep that energy circulating. Until next time, this is Suzanne Toro signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. And we're going to exit out with a little Kadri Scott, Beauty Is. What makes it beautiful the way it is, the way it looks at you, the way it lives, the way it feels, the way it gives, the way Call it mine and grasp onto it But if ill-intended, true beauty will fade Can't be manufactured, not man-made It's brewed in the soul like a fine wine With a little bit of love and a little bit of time Cause beauty is as beauty does Only some It's hard to find, but easy to follow Beauty is as beauty does until tomorrow Ooh. 
Beauty is as beauty does until tomorrow.